the days when we could greet everybody, you know, when you could see everyone. When the church is much bigger, you know, then you'd be like, oh, I haven't seen you in four weeks, but I've been coming to church every Sunday, you know, and we have to keep in touch over the phone. So love on these days. Love on these days because just where God has taken us, we have no idea. Even if we try to dream, even if our minds go as far as they can go, we cannot even conceive it. Hallelujah. 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 Turn to your neighbor and beseech your neighbor to be kind to me. Say, be kind to her. Support her. Urge her on. She is new to this, but God has taken her somewhere. Be patient. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand up for the reading of the word. Our word is coming from 2 Kings chapter 18, and I will read from the first verse. Now, I would love to, um, let me ask you when you get home, if you can, to just read all about this king's life. Just read it. If you have read it before, just read it again. Hallelujah. If you're there, that's uh, 2 Kings chapter 18. If you're there, say amen. amen. All right. In the third year of Hoshea, son of Ella, king of Israel, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father had done. He removed the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses had made up. For up to that time, the Israelites had been burning incense to it. It was called Nehoshtan. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Father, I am humbled. I am humbled that you have selected me to be a vessel of your word. Speak through me, almighty God. Speak this morning for your children are here. Your children are here ready and willing, almighty God. We thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, almighty God, for your word, for a word in season. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, hello, game changer. Say, hello, game changer. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am a game changer. Yes, speak it upon yourself and say, I am a game changer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I was reading. I was reading the books of, uh, the, books of the kings and I came across Hezekiah. I had to read it over. And over again. I had read it before, but this time something in me changed and I had to read it again. I had to read it again. Hallelujah. Um, 
I want to, let me tell you something. I went on a quest. I was like, ah, I want to read the whole Bible as it is and not go, not running. You know, sometimes you go to Genesis and then you go to Judges and then you go to Luke and then you go back and forth. This time I was like, I want to read the whole Bible. I got to Kings. It's interesting. It's not like Deuteronomy or Numbers or Leviticus or anything. But when I got to Kings, I got frustrated. I got frustrated of reading the same story over and over again. King after king, they rose. King after king, they came. They came Ahab, they came Ahaz, Amaziah, Ahaziah. They came, they went, but the high places were not removed. King after king, they came. I read and I read and I read. And I was like, let me skip. And, but God said, keep reading. You keep reading. The high places were still not removed. Hallelujah. And I kept reading and I kept getting frustrated. The story is the same. But God said, yes. Day in, day out, I see souls rising, people, my chosen people that I have lifted for myself and called for myself, people that I gave up my son for, and the story is still the same. Hallelujah. People coming and going, babies being birthed, people dying, but the story remained the same. The story remains the same. Hallelujah, the story remains the same. But God said, I'm looking for game changers. I'm looking for people that are saying it's not enough for me to be against the situation. I'm going to be the situation changer. I am going to be the situation changer. Enter Hezekiah. Now, I, I love history. I did history. I loved history so much. When I was in O-level, I had been, you know, we were selected, those that were good in math, and uh, were selected to do physical science. So you had a choice to do physical science or history. Somewhere in the second term of Form 4, I decided, no, I'm going to do history as well. I loved it that much, and I got an A. Say amen. Say amen. Yes. Yes, I loved it so much. I took it up. I had one and a half terms, but I got it. I love history, reading about the before to influence our now and our future. Hallelujah. Let me tell you a little bit about these high places. I was like, what is it about these high places that had God so, so, so upset? What is it? Because I knew that high places were there before. You know, when Abraham took his son up to the mountain on Mount Moriah, he built an altar. That was a high place, and he called it Jehovah Jireh, the God will provide. What is it? Was it about these high places? See, what happened? God's and the Israelites, that relationship. Oh, my. See, God had promised Abraham that I will give, I will give your seed a land. They were in captivity in Egypt, but God stood firm on his promises, and he's moving the Israelites into the land of milk and, hand, in milk and honey. The Canaanites, right? Do you know what God did? He started moving different tribes that were there. He started eliminating them, removing them, because he wanted the Israelites. He, they were a people unto himself. He's like, I don't want the whole world. I just want these ones. They were a people unto himself. And he was trying everything that he could to keep them like that. 
to keep them like that. He didn't want them exposed to the Asherahs, to the Baals, to these nameless gods. He wanted a people for himself, unto himself. So he started removing them. The Israelites were a little tribe. You know, they had... Oh, they faced giants, but they overcame because God wanted them so much for himself. And the main idea was that they stopped to intermarry. You know, when you marry, you become one. Before I got married, I didn't watch any sport whatsoever. Maybe athletics, the Olympics, they come every four years. Now I'm what you call a football junkie. I'm... I don't know what to do with my Sundays after church because I'm like, there's no football. What now? You see, because I started to like what my husband likes. And now I watch basketball with him every now and again, you know, but, and he started to like the things that I like too. So it was only going to be natural that as they intermarry, they're going to start wanting to know about the other's gods and starting to reach compromises. You know, that's what we're told in marriage counseling. You need to compromise. You need to find middle ground. You see, it was only natural and God knew that was going to happen. Now he starts to remove them and he starts to move them. You see. Now what happened is King Solomon, he starts to intermarry, brings all these wives. And his wives are like, honey, I need an altar for my God. And he starts to build high places for his, for his queens to worship. Now what happened with the Israelites? They said, oh, there's an altar. I will worship God right there where someone else is worshiping Baal. No, 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 no. <laughs> God does not share his glory with anything and with anybody. Hallelujah. That is it. That was what was bothering God. That is why these high places were a thorn in his flesh. God does not share his glory with anybody or with anything. You see, that's why Hezekiah, the first, one of the first things he took down was that Nehushtan, the snake that they were supposed to look unto and to be saved now they begin to forget who the savior is and start to worship the symbol of salvation and so God said he made Hezekiah destroy it you see that's the thing about us nowadays God will always send something. He uses something to remove you from one place to another. And we begin to worship that. God said, I'm giving you a job to take you out of poverty. You begin to depend on that job. Your, that job becomes your everything. Say, God says, I'm giving you a means out of a situation. And you begin to worship the means. See, God could not share his glory with anything. God could not share his glory. God's glory belongs to him and to him alone. Hallelujah. It belongs to him and to him alone. Hallelujah. Mm. Now, we're still reading. King after king. They came. King after king. And when King Asa came, he destroyed the high places. I was like, yay, they're gone. <laughs> it wasn't even long before King Asa was afflicted with illness. And he had turned away from God so much he couldn't even turn to God to say, God, save me. To say, God, save me. And the high places came back again. Hallelujah. 
how I enter King Hezekiah. Are you a game changer in this place? Do they know that when you arrive at a situation, it has changed? Do they know that when you enter a situation, it will be transformed? Are you a situation changer? Do they know you as a situation changer? Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you something about King Hezekiah. His father... His father was one of the worst kings. He could not even be buried in the same tomb that they buried the kings. He was so bad when he went, they were like, thank God he is gone. He sacrificed his sons in the fire to a nameless God. That is how bad King Hezekiah's father was. Now we've been trying to tell you here that God doesn't care where you come from. God doesn't care your circumstances that you're leaving behind. He doesn't care about any of that. That means nothing to God. In fact, the worse it is, the higher his glory will be. The more you cannot do it for yourself, the higher his glory is. When King Hezekiah came, you would not believe that he was raised in that house. I have said, let's close the doors to this temple. Let's shut them down. I will set up places for you to worship. Let's not do this. That temple, when that temple was built, God said to Solomon, Solomon said, I've built this temple for you, Lord. When your people come and pray to you in this temple, answer their prayers. And God says, surely if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and turn from their ways, I will heal their land. I will heal their land. That temple was where people were supposed to go and pray and say, oh God, I've been needing a child. You know that? But now it's been five years I've been married. I don't have that. That was where people were supposed to say, God, I've been learning for this degree. It's still not here. And I said, we will close the doors to that temple. Hallelujah. We will close the doors to that temple. Now came King Hezekiah. Not only did he break those high places, break Nehushtan, he rebuilt the temple. He reopened the doors to the temple. He reopened the doors to the temple. He consecrated the priests again and say, priests, I want you to do your duty. I want you to do that which you are called for. You're not going to sit anymore and see these people defile the Lord. You're going to do what it is you're supposed to do. Hallelujah. That's the kind of people that God is seeking right now. People that say this is not alright. This is not okay. Our children are not going to be taught about abortion. Our children are not going to be taught homosexuality is okay in schools. We're not going to stand for that. Something has got to give. We're not going to stand for that. We're going to change this situation around. There's something about Christians. We, we believe that being wusses and sissies and just standing and saying, ah, I can't believe this. Ah, I can't, I can't, can you believe that? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not enough. God wants to raise Hezekiahs in this place. God wants to raise Hezekiahs in this place. That stand and turn around the situation. Hallelujah. That stand and turn around the situation. Oh, the word of God says, King Hezekiah trusted in the Lord. There was none like him before and there was none like him after. What does God say about you? Can he declare that? Oh, Sandra, there was none like her before and there's none 
none like her coming? Can he say I'm truly exceptional? Can he say I'm one in a million? I'm one in a generation. Can God say that about you? Are you a situation changer? Are you a game changer? Oh, you're a game changer. When you enter the place, they know something's turning around. I'm reminded of Elijah. And he saw the Israelites prostituting themselves between one God and another. They were going one God and another. Enter Elijah and he says, no, if God be God, you worship God. If Baal be God, you worship Baal. I'm going to set up a contest. I'm going to call fire from heaven. It's going to come. I'm going to show you once again who this God is. Who this God is. Ah, he was hiding in the cave. He was hiding in the cave until he said no. 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 I'm rising out of obscurity. Aha. And then rise. We had the church that said no. <laughs> no more. No more. If we're going to plant a church on every corner so it be if we're going to plant a church on every corner, if we're going to put two so you can choose which one you want, so it be. The situation has got to change. The situation has got to change. We can't lose our children to alcohol and drugs. The situation has got to change. The situation has got to be turned around somebody. The situation has got to change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the Lord is seeking hearts that are willing. Like my teta said last week, he's not looking. He's not looking for the qualified if the qualified were being looked for, you know it would be Avito here, not me. If he's looking for the qualified, he's not looking for that. He's looking for a heart that he can mold. He can break and mold and break and mold and do unto his will. Hallelujah. Oh, that's what he's looking for today. He's turning things around. He's turning things around. It's not enough anymore. Let me tell you something. At our house, we have um, what we call the law of 212. The law of 212 is that if we're sitting together in one room, we're a very big family, and we're watching TV, and all of a sudden, TV becomes unwatchable. You don't channel up or channel down because you could jump right from the frying pan into the fire. So we go to 212, which is NFL Network. We know forever safe. Hallelujah. Because that's what it is now. You see, oh, PG-13, ah, we can watch that. I'm sure we can watch that together. Before you know it, you're scrambling for the TV. There's always a story I like to tell people about a situation between my husband and my mother. And I was there. I was like, oh, Lord. You know, it was so embarrassing. I've never seen him so uncomfortable. And that all of a sudden, the remote was hot. He couldn't change the channel anymore because it was bouncing between his hands. Oh, that's how bad it was. Where are the creative Christian minds to give us something to watch on TV? Where are the creative Christian minds to give us war room? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? 
We need some situation changes in this place. We need some situation changes in this place. And say, oh, all these children of God, they are buying televisions, but they can't watch them anymore. Let me give them something to watch. Where are the situation changes? Where are they? Where are they? As a story like the story of the kings of Judah, time and time again, a king would rise and a king would rest with his fathers. A king would rise and rest with his fathers. I got to the point where I was like, what are you resting from? What did you do? Why are you resting? What did you do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I need some situation changes in this place. Who know their God? Uh, let me tell you something about King Hezekiah. <laughs> Ooh, when he had done all this, then he begins to write letters, sending envoys to all the tribes and the villages to say, come back to our God. 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 Ah, and just when some people had said, I think he's on to something. Let me go. I think he's on to something. And they went and they celebrated the Passover. Oh, it was wonderful. Then came a king named Sennacherib, the Assyrian king. Oh, you know, it's like when that time you're watching a good movie and it's starting to climax and your heart is beating, your heart is beating. Sennacherib enters and he says, I'm coming for you, Hezekiah. I'm coming for you. And he starts to tell the people, don't let him fool you and tell you about a God who cannot save. Don't let him fool you. All these people I have captured, now he had an empire. An empire is when one person or one country takes over so many nations, they become part of that nation, and it becomes called an empire. We had, later on, we had the Roman Empire. King Napoleon tried it with the French Empire. Most of Europe tried it. That's why they were going and colonizing different places. They were trying to build empires. And he starts to shout. He sends his envoys and they start to shout. I can imagine the panic. You know, one of King Hezekiah's officials went and said, please speak to us in Assyrian. We understand it. Don't let our people hear you. They will be discouraged. Don't let our people hear you lest they be discouraged. Please speak to us. And he said, no, I'm not just speaking to you alone. I'm talking to all of you. Do not be fooled. This God cannot save. Ooh, I wish he had known. I wish he had known that the people that know their God would do great exploits. The people that know their God would do great exploits. If they say, let the rain not fall, let the heaven be shut down and it will not rain. Surely it will not rain. Now he had not bargained that he is dealing with King Hezekiah who went before the Lord and said, you cannot forget that I brought your people back to you only for them to perish and the Lord spoke to Hezekiah and he said the thing that as this king of Assyria doesn't know is that I am the reason why he took Israel it's because I wanted him to I gave them up 
into his hand. <laughs> you see, God has power and dominion over any and everything. He uses any and everything for his glory, for his power. He will use anything, whether it's in the kingdom of darkness. He will use it. And let me prove it to you. Say, why would God use a demon? There was a thorn in God's flesh named Ahab. Oh, Lord. Ahab, the one that was married to Jezebel. The one who slaughtered the prophets of God. And he's doing it and God is watching. <laughs> now, Jehoshaphat and King Ahab were trying to build an alliance. And they said, okay, let's inquire of the Lord if we should go and fight. I think they were the Assyrians or Syrians. One of those. Like, let me, let's inquire of the Lord. And there came hundreds of prophets and they said, yes, go. The Lord will deliver them into your hands. And then King Jehoshaphat said, I need to inquire of a prophet of the Lord. And Micaiah came. You see, when the person that went to get Micaiah said, Micaiah, I need you to understand. All these other prophets have told you that they're going to win. Now you need to say the same thing. Because you're going to end up in trouble. You're always contrary to the king. You're going to end up in trouble. Now you just need to agree. And Micaiah says, I will tell them what the Lord has told me to tell them. Surely he went there and said, are we going to win? And he said, yes, you are. Even King Ahab was taken aback and he knew that can be true. Now, Micaiah, tell me the truth. Are we going to win? And he said, let me tell you what's happening in heaven. God is sitting on his throne and he's asking his angels. And he said, I don't like Ahab. What can I do to get rid of him? Some came and they gave him all sorts of ideas. And an evil spirit came to God and said, I will be a lying spirit. That will go and lie to the prophets to tell him that he will win. So we can cause him to go into battle and he dies in battle. God uses anything. And when he was told Ahab didn't believe it, one of them actually slept. What are you talking about? And God told you, why you and not us? And he said, I want you to go because God is trying to get rid of you. Just like God had given the Israelites into the hands of Assyria so that maybe they could learn their lesson. God uses anything. God uses anybody. God uses anything. Oh, there he is. And Sennacherib had not bargained that he's dealing with someone who knows he's God. That he's dealing with Hezekiah, the game changer. He's dealing with Hezekiah who knows where to take his situations. He's dealing with Hezekiah who knows that he was given all power over all things. Ah, and Hezekiah says, Lord, ah, will you let us perish? And God sent one. Not himself, one angel. Sennacherib woke up next morning and all the people around him were gone. All the people around him were gone. He had not bargained. He had not known. He had not known. Now listen to me, game changer. You have a God that says, you come unto me and I will come into you and I will show you great and searchable things, unsearchable things. You have an advantage that those that don't know God cannot even know about, cannot even begin to dream of. That's what you have. You get to a job, you get to a job and you said, I am here. I am here. 
I am here. We need some Christians that are making companies so we can find work, so we can feed each other. We need some Christians that are becoming CEOs so that we're not doing unconventional things to get jobs. We need some Christians here that are going to say, I'm not going to give you a bag, a Ziploc bag with a sandwich. I'm going to help you find employment so you can provide for yourself today and tomorrow and next week and next month and next year I want to change your situation I'm not going to leave you the same we're looking for those kinds of Christians ah Lord I want to be one of those Christians I want to be one of those Christ-like characters that change situations for people oh if you get somewhere and people are crying I want you to get there and say why do you cry as those that have no hope why do you cry as if you don't know that you have a God who is in heaven who has made the earth these footstool and he's saying that I have given you power and authority and through me you can do any and everything you can do all things when your situation looks impossible to you to me it is possible to me it is possible I will cause you to overcome by the blood of the lamp and you will testify your words you will testify I will cause you to be an overcomer oh the Lord is seeking such. He's seeking such. Ah, that when they get there, people know, ooh, there's this God. You see, the thing about all good things come unattractively dressed. If I see a salad and a burger here, knowing me, I'm most likely going to go for my fries and the burger. But such is the life that the effects of the things that we do for a little moment, they last us longer. They last so much longer. You see, the pleasures that we partake, five, ten minutes, we're dealing with them for a lifetime. We're dealing with them, the effects, so much longer, you see. Tell yourself, let me just eat this candy bar. I'm over there at the treadmill. <laughs> See, that is it. The devil is not playing when he comes to trying to turn you away from God because he knows that is the one thing that will change you for a lifetime. He knows that is the one thing that will buy you eternity. So he's trying his best to say, church, what, what about it? To hear my Vito rambling on for an hour, what for? If, even I sometimes would prefer to be where the radio is, dancing and getting it on and all that. Yes, because the devil knows you come out with nothing. You come out with nothing. But oh, he knows you go into church, you might come out with everything. You might come out with your life changed. He doesn't want you there. He doesn't want you there. He doesn't want you there. There's nothing more that we can do to make God more attractive. Because one thing we know, the secret to those so God-loving people is that they know that once I have God... Once I have God who says, oh, there's a song that says, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Any and everything. 
any and everything to have that problem solved. That fixes any and everything for you. The devil knows that. That's why the devil says, oh, when they were standing there, I remember one time we were, ta um, we were talking with um, the senior pastor of, um, of our previous church. We're, we're very close, so every now and again we spend a good deal of time together. And my pastor was talking about how she she doesn't like it when people are sending their excuses on the WhatsApp group. When we say, oh, let's have a meeting and everybody's texting and saying, I'm not available. I'm not available. I'm not available. She said, it's discouraging. I wish they I wish they would text me personally because it discourages others. That's the same thing with those with the officials of Hezekiah who were standing on the wall. And they were saying, please, please, can you speak in the language that only we can understand so they don't get discouraged and think we're playing around with them. Ah, oh, they did not know. Oh, how they did not know that with God, he turns every situation around. Oh, he turns every situation around. Oh, he works. He's constantly watching upon his people and laboring for them. Oh, this is our spirits. They're interceding for us to God and saying, God, this fleshy person is getting discouraged. This fleshy person is getting discouraged. Let me, the spirit man, take control of this situation so that they may know that it is passing. That weeping may endure for a night, but their joy is coming in the morning. Oh, Lord, let them know and understand. Oh, if we knew what kind of God we have, we wouldn't be worrying about all these things that we're dealing with. We wouldn't be worrying about all these things and situations, circumstances that we're dealing with. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's get up to our feet this morning. Let us stand up to our feet this morning. We're looking for some game changers in this place that will say, I'm not letting the world perish. Lord, you may use me to transform lives. Lord, you may use me to turn around situations. Lord, you may use me, oh, to be a situation changer. Lord, when I get to a place, let them know that our solution is here. Lord, when I arrive, let them know know that our solution is here. Let them know that their lives are going to be transformed. Let them know. Let them know. Almighty God. Oh, come on. Let's begin to pray. Stand in the gap, somebody. Stand in the gap, somebody. And say, declare it that I am a game changer. That I am a situation changer. I'm not leaving the situation the same. Almighty God, you can count on me. You can count on me, Almighty God. Jehovah, you can Encounter me to further your kingdom, almighty God. Here I am, Lord. Jehovah, raise up King Hezekiah for yourself in this place. Jehovah, raise up King Hezekiah for yourself. That know your heart. That know your heartbeat. That know your heartbeat, oh God. That hear from you, almighty Lord. That know your will. That are rooted in their word. That are rooted in their word, almighty God. That are rooted in their word, almighty God. Jehovah, raise up for yourself. King Hezekiah's in this place. Raise up Elijah's in this place. Raise up women of God in this place. Raise up Deborah's in this place. Raise up Dorcas's in this place. Raise up Paul's in this place. Oh God, raise them up. Raise them up, Jesus. Raise them up, Jesus.
Jesus. Raise them up, Jesus. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up, Lord. Oh, we worship you, King of Kings. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. We worship you, King of Kings. We worship you, King of Kings. Yes, let's just begin to worship. Let your living waters flow. Away. 